Mike Hogan, Jeff Johnson with you. Back at BMO Field, getting ready for the second half. 14-14 the score. Interesting option. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers deferred at the beginning of the game after winning the coin toss. Yep. They want the ball to start the third quarter, so the Argos are going to get the wind in the fourth quarter, and the wind is substantial. I do find that interesting. It does seem to be of a, a bit of a cross component to it, but nonetheless it is. They're certainly behind the uh, the one end. So, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. But Argos you know moving. Maybe they just want to get started quick. Absolutely. Argos moving toward the lake here, wearing their home blues with white helmets, white pants. The Bombers in white tops, blue numbers with gold hats and gold pants. Iralahu's kick is deep, and it's going to be Kevin Fogg taking it at the 10-yard line. He'll cut to the middle of the field. Check that. That's Gibbons at the 25 to the 30 to the 35. Spins off another tackle and takes it out to the 40-yard line before Matt Black finally got him at the 45-yard line. Great return by Chris Gibbons, the first-year player out of Wake Forest. Yeah, Gibbons was really kicking into an extra gear, and then uh, Matt Black showed up, forced him to slow down. As Gibbons cut back inside, Matty was able to chase him down and make the tackle and uh, save that from being even bigger. That's a good start for the Blue Bombers. Argos front four without a sack again. That's six quarters in a row against Winnipeg. Without a sack or the defense as a whole without a turnover. First down to the 46-yard line for Matt Nichols and company who will drop back five-man pressure. He's going long down the numbers, and it is going to be incomplete. He was looking in the general direction of LaDamian Washington. Matt Nichols, 13 of 17 for 159 yards. One touchdown, no interceptions in the first half. Andrew Harris, I think the Argos would take this. Five carries for 21 yards. His long is 11, so they've done a nice job there. And Harris just one catch for no yards. No kidding, they'd take that. Well, uh, and they've also got Alden Darby back out there, who was on coverage against Washington on that last play, looking pretty light on his uh, pink feet. Bombers may have taken a look at that and tested him to see if the angle was good. Yeah. He's taken out in the first half. Five-man rush again. Nichols picks it up, and there's that sack they were looking for, and a flag comes down. I think it's going to be a face, face mask. mask or a horse collar because I saw a jerk. Come on. And this was going to be a major foul against the Argonauts. They oh. got him, but they didn't Finally get him. Finally get there, Victor Butler. Here's major Andre Proulx. Face mask, Toronto number 94. Oh, that yeah. penalty will be enforced from a freest line of scrimmage, up 15 yards, and a first down. The co-leader in sacks in the CFL, Victor Butler has nine in just 10 games. But that is a good call, and came up. Well, you know what? That's the first time. Butler hasn't been in there in a while. So the fact that he's in there, let's see if that sparks him back uh, for some renewed energy. The penalty will move the ball to the 49-yard line of the Argonauts first and 10 in this 14-14 tie. Nichols back to pass. They set up a screen to Harris at the 50, and he's taken out pretty quickly at the 47-yard line. And uh, coming up uh, from depth to make the tackle was Mitchell White. And Butler was almost there in Nichols' face as he was releasing that football. So Butler getting off the ball really quick so far in those first two series. But uh, defense looking fast, swarming to that ball. as uh, After Harris makes that catch, there were about six players there. Gain of four yards on the play. Front four is Butler, Wynn, Lang, and Tuggle. Linebackers, Woods, Vaughn, and Plummer. Get to the secondary momentarily. Second down and six. Back to passes Nichols going over the middle. And it is incomplete. Tight coverage by Matt Black on the intended receiver, Andrew Harris. Matt was all over him, and it's going to be third down and a punting situation for the Blue Bombers. Although, this would be in Medlock's range. Did he bring a tee with him? Yes, he did. They're going to try the long field goal here. It will be a 42-yard attempt. Sorry, a 52-yard attempt. Justin Medlock this year 
has four field goals from outside 50 yards. Great coverage by Matt Black all over Andrew Harris. The ball was in Harris's hands, but as he was trying to pull it down, he actually was pulling it into his body, and Matt Black slapped his hands down and, and knocked it off of his leg. It will actually be a 53-yard attempt with the wind. He's got the leg, but Marquise Jackson is in the end zone. Kick is up. It's got the legs. Is it straight? You betcha. Field goal from 53 yards for Justin Medlock, and the Bombers have their first lead of the day at 17-14 for the peg. We'll come back and continue with Argos football on TSN 1050. Winnipeg 17, Toronto 14. Nicely underway here in the second quarter. Mike Hogan and Jeff Johnson with you, and the Argos now will get their first possession here in the second half. Ricky Ray's first half numbers, 17 of 24. That's 71%. That's about average for him. 218 yards in the first half. One touchdown, no picks. 218 yards gives Ricky Ray exactly 5,000 yards in his career. The fourth time, just, this is surprising, just the fourth time in his career he's been able to hit 5,000 yards. Wow. And uh, let's see. This is his 15th year. I thought it was 15. I just wanted to double check. Yeah. So now he needs 117 in the second half. And if he does that, he will hit 60,000 yards for his career. 60K. Do you know who the other three are? Hang on to it, and I'll ask you after this play. Unless it's a big play, then I'll ask you in a couple of plays. First down at the 35-yard line. I'll take it there after the timeout. Argo's moving left to right. They're going to get the ball to Wilder. He'll go up the A-gap, 40. He just ran over two people and took them six yards. First down, Argo's up to the 46-yard line. That's insane. Do you know who the other three are who have hit 60,000? Uh, I think we, uh, you know, the old Anthony Calvillo. Yep, that'll be one. Likely up there. Yep. I think Damon Allen. That'd be number two. And uh, the hangster, Henry Burris. Yes. Yeah, I, I thought, didn't know if it would be him or Danny Mack. Yeah, D-Mack should they're be close. Three and five, they're both right there. But Ricky looking to join some pretty darn elite company. And he's pretty elite company himself. Ball at the 47-yard line after the Wilder hammer run. And he's going to take it again. Up the A-gap. Here he goes to the midfield stripe and across to the 50-yard line. He's got 14 more in an Argonaut first down. Punish them. Wilder with a big hole. Takes the handoff and just explodes. As uh, through the right side, Chris Van Zyl and Big Washington. Wow, look at that seal by McCune and Washington as they just opened up a huge hole. Van Zyl kicked out the end. Wilder took off and... Uh, Hit the line. I think that was T.J. Heath that took the brunt of that contact downfield. Declan Cross taking a knee right now. That would be a rather massive loss, even in the short term for the Toronto Argonauts, because he has become such a vital part of the offense. Three catches, 22 yards, one for a touchdown today for the Toronto Argonauts. Well, it's all those he's plays, but, but more importantly, it's all the blocks oh, he's, that he makes. He's unreal. On like, special teams, he calls out the signals on specials, on uh, on coverage, and sure. making sure blocks are... Picked up at the line of scrimmage on uh, on punts. There was a short yardage play at the beginning of the game where uh, <laughs> Fajardo went off the left side and uh, Declan t- blocked three guys. Yeah. Completely uh, sealed the end. Crushed him. It was unreal watching his tapes from McMaster. Unreal. Especially at that level. And he's taken it up to this level, which is not easy to do in his second year out of McMaster. First down, Argos at the 49-yard line of the Bombers. 
three to the near side. Ball just inside the right hash mark. Play action. They're going to throw a crossing run to Jimmy Ralph. And Ralph is going to take it inside the 45 to about the 42-yard line. They got great production early on. The leading receiver in Winnipeg when these two teams met was Anthony Coombs playing that R spot. He's been out, and it's Jimmy Ralph in there, and he's got the catch for a gain of eight. Yeah, they hit sure hands. Ralph with the short pass does a good job of turning up field, uh, going from left to right to get a couple more yards, some is, yak yards. Is it time to feed the diesel here on second down and two and a half? Wilder standing to the left of Ricky Ray. And here he goes, and he's going to go off guard and not get it, but he falls forward and will get just shy of the 40. He was again contacted behind the line of scrimmage. It'll be a gain of about two feet, not a full yard. And it's going to leave the Argos exactly two yards shy of the first down. And Tressman now is going to bring out the field goal unit. Yeah, that's... Uh, Which is a long field goal attempt into the win. Yes, it is. Well, Chris Van Zyl has been having a great day against uh, Jackson Jeffcoat. And on that play, Jeffcoat won the battle. Jeffcoat got inside of Chris Van Zyl, forced Wilder to slow down and stop in his tracks, and, uh, and then the rest of the defense was able to swarm. Learham tossed the tee after he started running onto the field, so it will be a punt here. Or at least they're going to line up in punt formation. Field goal attempt would be so Yeah, it's just too far. With that wind, no way. They're going to go for it. The Argos are bringing the offense on the field on third and two. From the 41... Interesting. Very interesting. Are they going to do short? You know, well, they got not, Ricky, Ricky's in there. They're not going to play field position here with the Bombers. They want to go for the jugular. We talked about the size advantage the Argos have against the Bombers up front. And the Bombers are now going to bring in a couple of extra bodies. Actually, they're going to take some size out and, and bring in the cover team. They're not bringing They're taking off their short yardage defense. Ray's going to go on the pistol. He's got Wilder standing to his right. They need two yards from the 41-yard line. Three receivers to the far side. Ray back to pass. He's got a man on the in route. It is caught. It's a first down inside the 30-yard line. Devere Posey, the OSU product, moves to the sticks. First down, Toronto. Posey lined up far left to Ricky Ray with a very aggressive in pattern. Gets inside leverage of Brandon Alexander. And Ricky hits him just on time as he makes the catch and he turns upfield between the corner and the defensive back to get a few extra yards. What a huge play. Great catch by Posey. The other two uh, receivers just pushed the other guys back and it was a quick little cut in. Easy reception. And a big first down to the 28. Ray rolling out on play action. He's got a man wide open and Jimmy Ruff at the 20 to the 15-yard line. Stutter step comes back inside down to the, about the 11-yard line. And it is going to be a first down inside the red zone as the Argonauts get another catch from the R position. And that's a, a position, really, they have been lacking. Jimmy Ralph just hasn't put up the numbers that Anthony Coombs did. But it's tough for a guy who's never played that position, uh, Jeff, to pick that up because there's so many intangibles and so many blocking assignments he's just not used to. There's a ton of stuff that the R receiver does from receiving to blocking to, you know, cutting off guys. Uh, yeah, different types of patterns. Great catch by Ralph. He does an even better job of keeping his feet in Tight end of the left side, cross back in the lineup. They're going to go play action. Coming to the near side, it's picked off. It is intercepted, and this could be a touchdown the other way. To the 50, it is going to be a touchdown. As taking that all the way back for the touchdown is Tristan Opalalugo, and he's going to get caught from behind at the one-yard line. What an effort by James Wilder. Unbelievable. 
Wilder. And he's hurt, and so is Opalugo. They're both slowly Wilder's up. Wilder's exhausted. exhausted. He's exhausted. He ran full speed from the opposite side of the field. It looked like he was at a track meet. I didn't even see him coming. Hoagie, this is incredible. This is a world-class effort by Wilder, and he's on the opposite side of the field running. That was a remarkable catch Look, by Opalugo. You'll start to see him creep in t from the right side about now. He I, picked I up, think he's down. He picked up 10 yards in the last 15 yards. He's down on the one. And they're showing the replay here, and Opalugo is definitely down shy of the goal line. He didn't even cross. So what now, you know what? Now, and Tristan's down, and Tristan, uh, Tristan is exhausted for one thing. That was a remarkable catch I was by Tristan Opalugo. Incredible catch for a D lineman to react to the ball that's coming, you know, After it's being review, thrown right in front of him. The ball carrier was down with contact at the one yard line. It will be first down, Winnipeg at the one yard line. We're going to take a timeout while they tend to Tristan Opalugo. It's 17 14 bombers, and they're knocking on the door. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 8.40 remaining here. Huge play. Tristan Opalaugo, the former Argonaut defensive end, with a remarkable catch. Getting a standing ovation from the crowd. Look at look at this. Like, where do you see this? Opalaugo, everybody in front of us on their feet. Heading back. From both players. I mean, that was a, a world-class effort from both of them. And uh, Tristan with an, an amazing catch and they're all they got chuck winners in the uh ah, okay they are honoring the service as well but the fans were up on their feet as opal Ugo's walking by and then everybody stood up and uh, i guess that is for the military personnel they are showing well their old pal chuck winters former member of the broadcast crew here on tsn 1050 big part of that argo spectacular secondary back in the glory days of the mid-2000s yeah great cup champ in 2004 so they're going to mark it at the one-yard line. We'll see what the Argonauts can do here if they can dial something up defensively. Jumper cable chuck. And they are going to just sneak forward. It's going to be Dan LaFever. Did he get in? Yes. Dan LaFever with his second touchdown of the game, and the uh, Argonauts now find themselves down nine with the extra point pending. Well, you know what? Uh, Wilder gave the defense an opportunity to stop the Blue Bombers. They, they did score, unfortunately, but still gave your team a chance. And... That effort by Wilder is, is an inspiration for that sideline. So, uh, again, he was nowhere near the play. And he ran full speed all the way down and chased Opalugo. Managed to bring him down before he crossed that goal line. Tristan uh, is still sitting down. I, there's no oxygen mask on the sideline here. There should be. He is just gassed. Well, that's a big man who made an incredibly athletic play. Grid blocked by Chris Fanzile. Fanzile was engaged on Opalugo and... Just as before the ball was thrown, there was some separation that was created and it allowed Opalugo to kind of judge where the ball was going to go and jump up and he didn't even bobble it. He caught it clean and went the other way. There's the kick by Medlock and it's good and all of a sudden, just like that, it is 24-14 for the Bombers. They win, they clinch a home playoff spot, second place behind Calgary in the West. Argos win and they're going to have to come back and do it now. They will move into first place in the CFL East. They're a point behind Ottawa right now. Even the tie would be good, J.J., because they would win the tiebreaker with Ottawa. 
Right. I can't, and I see there's, you, we get a look here at just how far Wilder came to make. I didn't think there was any way. I called the touchdown prematurely because that was not, that shouldn't have happened. It, and it was a play action away from where the interception happened. Yeah. So that was Wilder doing the play action, running a sweep to the left. Leading out to the left. Sure. All the way past the numbers on the far side where the interception was made on the right by the numbers. And Tristan also ran towards the far sideline. So just think of the distance that Wilder had to cover on that. He ran 80 yards plus 50 oh, to get across the field. So you're looking at 120 yards. Tristan is not a slow no, man. No, he's not. Not he at all. He's not slow. Oh, he's done. Opalugo, I don't know if he's got <laughs> any more power in his legs. <laughs> There's the kickoff. Marquise Jackson is going to go back to the... He's going to let it go over his head. Medlock got a hold of that. And uh, Jackson is going to take a knee in the end zone. And another point for the Bombers on the kickoff. Makes it 25-14. A whoosh. Makes it an 11-point game. Yeah, that landed three, four yards in the end zone. Medlock getting a hold of that kick. He can really hammer it when he gets a yeah. uh, hold of those kickoffs sometimes. He is second in the Canadian Football League in terms of average per kickoff. As Boris Beattie has him by about half a yard, I believe, off the top of my head. So now the Argos offense has to recover from the turnover. The pick six, almost, for all intents and purposes it was. But Tristan Opalugo with his first interception of the season. Former Argos, spent a couple of years here before heading down to the NFL. Coming back with Bombers this year. And they give it to Wilder, <laughs> who just had to run about 150 yards on a dead sprint. And they give him the ball, and he'll get about four on first down. Well, he looked energized on that carry with a, with a hard cut and a spin back inside to the left and getting three and a half, almost four yards. But, uh, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't hand him the ball already. Unofficially 75 yards on 10 carries for Wilder. We'll call it six to get on second down from the 39-yard line. Argos moving right to left, trailing by 11. Ray back to pass. It's a four-man rush. He comes to the near side. He's got S.J. Green for the first down across the 45 to the 48-yard line. Argos needed to get some momentum offensively after the near pick six, and they just go to the money man in S.J. Green. S.J. squaring up against Fogg, Kevin Fogg, and pushing him high, giving him a little move inside to the left and cutting hard out to the right. Makes a sure-handed catch, no bobble, tucks it in, and gets the Argo first down. Catch number 98 on the season. For S.J. Green. Remember in the offseason, nobody's going to touch him. He was done. That injury last year, blowing at his knee. He'll never play again. Unreal story. Ray that was on, a huge injury. Yeah. Ray on first down. They're going to run a play-action counter. The screen got blown up. They throw it to cross anyway. No flag. And it'll be second down and 10. S.J. Green also has a career high in catches and in yards. In his 11th year. In his 11th year. After a, a, a major, major, major knee injury. If I'm not mistaken, he blew all three ligaments. Right, that terrible triad, I think yes. it's called. Yeah. And would he ever play again? Yeah. He might. At that age, he might. The work ethic. Argos brought him in just in case. He gave up a sixth round shovel pass here to Wilder on second and ten. Big hole up the middle, spinning off one, spinning off two, spinning for the first down and in Tasmanian devil-like fashion, takes it down to the 43-yard line for an Argo first down. I was talking to Jim Pop before the game and I said, the, the trade was a sixth rounder in 2017 and a conditional pick. What's the pick? 
And he said, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I, I think it was a 6 to a 5, depending on the number <laughs> of, of games. So it's for a sixth-round pick and a fifth-round pick, they get a guy who's going to end up with 1,500 yards plus. I think it was a 6 to a 5. So obviously it was a pretty yeah. stressful situation, yes. like he remembers it exactly how exactly. it went down. And they're going to give an end around here to Marquise Jackson to the left side. He'll get pushed out of bounds inside the 40 to the 38 for a gain of 7. I wrote an article for... Argonauts.ca. I'm going to ask you this question because this is not easy. Who's the Argos offensive MVP this year? Is it Ray or is it Green? Both having career year, like one of the best years of their career, mm-hmm. arguably SJ Green's best year. Ricky Ray may end up having the second best statistical year of his career. <laughs> Who's your MVP? It's not easy. But in the article, I'll get to the, uh, the description in a couple of seconds on second down and four from the 38 yard line. It ain't easy. Three receivers will go to the boundary to the left side, two to the wide side, including Demir Posey. Ray looks to Posey, comes back the other way, has Edwards, I believe, down to the 35-yard line. It is Armani, and it will be about a yard shy of the first down, and uh, out come the bigs, I would assume, yeah, yeah. including James Wilder Jr., who they gave a bit of a spell to. And Fajardo. Yep, here come the bigs. They're going to go for it on third and a yard. But in the article that I was writing, I was trying to find the right descriptive word for Toronto taking advantage, perhaps, of Montreal on the trade or sure. steal. So I said, Montreal got popped. <laughs> they got popped in that deal. I like it. They did. I like it. Great move. I like it. Third down and a yard. Pajardo was in. Empty backfield once again. Double tight, double flanker, and he's going to step back, run behind the guard on the right side, Brandon Washington. Nice play. And get the first down. Fajardo, just see the final little crack and take it. Speaking, Lunges forward. Speaking of Brandon Washington and Brandon Harris, James Wilder Jr. is not happy with those two. They had a bet. Their teams played in college football. Yeah. So here's James Wilder Jr., the pride of Florida State, proudly displaying on Twitter a picture of him in a Florida, uh, sorry, a University of Miami sweatshirt, <laughs> where the Brandons both went, Washington and Harris. That's great. Forgetting. Guys having fun in the locker room. Yeah. It was funny because I saw him post that, and the initial reaction was, oh, he just lost a bet to somebody. And uh, sure enough, that was the case. You should have seen some of the hate on Twitter from the FSU alumni. Really? Oh, they were going, what are you doing? You can't wear that. <laughs> First and 10 from the 33-yard line. Argos are That's a bet. Four receivers to the near side. Edwards, Posey, Williams, and Cross are going to go back the other way, and they've got, for the first down and more, Wilder makes one miss, carries another one inside the five. It's a first and goal from the three-yard line. Give that man a cape. Are you what kidding me? What a run. Well, Wilder making it look easy. As he breaks out, he runs an out pattern. So he releases from the backfield. He's running straight to the flat. Makes a great catch. But as he, after the catch, he immediately turns upfield. And he gets away from Sam Hurl, who's about to make the play. And then he pulls away. Wilder showing the speed. And his buddy SJ Green downfield making a block, sacrificing himself so that Wilder can get a couple more yards. 29 yak yards on that one. It's a first down uh, just inside the four-yard line. And they're going to give it to Wilder again. Off tackle, right side, spinning. Touchdown, Argos! James Wilder Jr., second touchdown of the afternoon. And the Argos are right back in this. What a punishing running back. 
Wilder takes his hand off in the backfield, and he could have gone off the left and just ran for the corner. It would have been an easy run-in. But you know what? No. My offensive line is blocking, and this play is designed to go a certain to up a certain gap. Wilder says, I'm, I'm just I'm gonna take that gap. I'm going into that gap and I'm gonna run over the guy in the way. And he goes right over him and through into the end zone. And they're gonna go for two. Right now the score is 25-20. The deuce will cut it to a three-point lead. And that one score difference becomes a field goal. Don't forget, the Argos with that long drive did it into the wind. They will have the wind in the fourth quarter. 2.45 remaining here in quarter number three. And Ricky Ray's going to go into the pistol. He's got Wilder to his left, and outside of them, S.K. Green and Armani Edwards. If you're posing to the near side, they've got Cross in as a flanker on the right side, a tight end to the left. Back to pass goes Ray. Great block by Cross. It's a fade route with a flag down, and it is intercepted in the end zone. But from where that flag was thrown, there was contact. Is it a push-off? Is it illegal contact? Andre Prue's going to let us know. And the Argos are walking back toward the bench. At least S.J. Green is. Or is he just looking for something here? Oh, Argo Illegal contact on receiver. Maldon. Winnipeg number 21. After distance from the goal. So Brandon Alexander, who had the interception, the also had the penalty. His hands were all over Armani Edwards. Edwards was trying to break to the corner and... Uh, Alexander just grabbed him. Yeah, clear, clear, clear as day. Grabbed him with both hands. I mean, you can't do that. Right on the goal line, too. So it goes from the three-yard line oh, to a yard and a half this. away. And Osha's going to try. Oh, why not? That's interesting. That's interesting. Is he saying push-off, maybe? I don't know what he's going to ask. Mike O'Shea, who, you know, congratulations, Osh getting into the Hall of Fame. And congratulations on continuing to wear the T-shirt every day as a head coach. And shorts. <laughs> He's a beauty. Here's well, Andre Pru. Winnipeg is challenging the previous play. They believed there was offensive pass interference ah, on the play. Interesting. The play will be reviewed. Okay, you saw the play. You dissected it already. You look again as we go to timeout, and we'll come back, and you tell us what happened before Andre does. 2.23 remaining in the third quarter. Argos down five. Come back and find out if the Argos can get the deuce as you're listening to Argo football on TSN 1050. Mike Hogan, Jeff Johnson with you. They're still in the review booth. We have access during the commercial to all of the shots that the officials are seeing. Jeff, you've seen this five different angles. What's the call? It looks to me like Alexander stepped out of his box to go after Armani and grab him a little bit. O'Shea, I think, is going to argue that uh, Edwards leaned into Alexander and yep. maybe drove his shoulder into him and, and tried to create separation that way, I disagree. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what the, what the guys in the booth think. I think it should, the call on the play, on the, that, the call on the field should remain. Well, let's find out. We're still waiting. They're taking a long look at this back at Wellington Street at the CFL offices. On the play, oh. the previous, or oh, we're going to get the call, I was going to say on the previous no. play, there was an unreal block by Declan Cross off the edge. Surprise. Javon Santos knocks. Linebacker coming off the edge. Yep. He just met Declan Cross and ended up on his rear end. Here's Andre Prue. He's got the call. And now he's going to tell us exactly what the folks at Wellington Street had to say to him. Oh, no. now he's still talking. Oh, come on, Andre. After review, there was blocking downfield by Toronto number 19, 
Also, we had illegal contact on Winnipeg on the plane. Vote fouls, cancel each other. We're going to replay the convert from the three-yard line. So O'Shea... So he said SJ. He called yeah. SJ. But that's so. not what they were looking for. I thought you had to target. Well, he didn't announce. He just said yeah. O'Shea okay. was challenging yeah. at the Argos. There was pass interference. He didn't say, okay. he didn't say number too. 10, did yeah. he? No. I'd like to see the replay on SJ there, what they were looking at. We were looking at uh, Edwards and the point of the foul. Assuming that's what O'Shea was looking at. I didn't notice SJ at all, so I can't honest, I can honestly I can't tell you whether or not he was guilty or not. So they'll put the ball at the three yard line, back to the three. So it saves O'Shea a yard and a half, but that's his only challenge of the game. He's done. He can't challenge anything else. We'll see if it's worth it down the stretch. Here's Ricky Ray looking things over. He's got James Wilder Jr. to his left. Three receivers out to the right. Ball in the middle of the field. Back to Pascoe's Ray. Gets rid of it quickly. It's a fade route. And it is almost caught. One-handed attempt as DeVere checked that. That was Malcolm Williams going airborne. Couldn't haul it in. So the game remains 25-20 for Winnipeg. We'll take the timeout. You are listening to Argos Football on TSN 1050. Winnipeg Blue Bombers 25, Toronto Argonauts 20 after the touchdown run by James Wilder Jr. The two-point conversion in the direction of Malcolm Williams incomplete. And now we'll see what the Argo defense and special teams can do here. This is this is what I wanted. I wanted to see the chess game. We saw the one reverse on a return by the Bombers. This is yeah. O'Shea against yeah. Ivan. This sure. is the top dog in terms of coaching and special teams in the CFL against a guy who he played specials with, defensive linebacker with for who, years. Who has learned very well. Buddies, you yeah. know, the Zen master sure. against Grasshopper. Can you take the pebble from my hand? Yep. I'm waiting to see what Iben dials up here tonight. Well, uh, on that reverse specifically, there's a couple of very important moving parts. Guys have to sell it that are on the return because the return team or the coverage team is looking at the guys blocking and, and their angles that their shoulders are, are at. And if the guys on the return side don't sell the reverse, then uh, you're not going to be successful. And I, and I don't think that was sold properly on their end. Here's the kickoff. It is going to be Gibbons coming up and taking it to the 15-yard line outside the far numbers to the 20-25, looking for some sort of room at the 32. He's brought down at that point. Wanted to give a shout-out. In case he's listening and he's, he's the guy who is kind of omnipresent in the CFL, Craig Smith, the national scout for the one of the national scouts for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, has been an executive, has been a scout in the league a long time. He came into the booth with us in Winnipeg uh, last year. The, uh, last week, uh, Craig announced that he was diagnosed with a form of leukemia, uh, acute leukemia. Uh, he asked the doctor, is it treatable? And the doctor said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, Craig, if anybody's going to, you know, pop this thing, yeah, it's going to be you. Absolutely. Good so call. our best wishes for, uh, for Craig Smith Definitely. back in the tag today. Back to passes. Nichols is going to come to the near side. He's got Dressler outside the 35 to the 38-yard line, tackled by Mitchell White, and it will be a gain of about five yards, so they get halfway home to the first down. So, Hoagie, that other drive, uh, first drive that this Argo defense was out in the second half, they were starting to look like uh, they were getting hungry. They were starting to get off the ball, playing fast. Butler was getting to the QB a couple times. Sure, there was a bad penalty, but... Um, I'm looking to see this defense continue to uh, ramp up here. Matt Nichols, 15 of 21 for 168 yards. One touchdown, no picks. Argos due for a sack or a turnover. They send the house. Nichols reads it, gets it out quickly. Givens has it, and White can't tackle him. 
and Gibbons is going to spin forward for a first down out to the 49-yard line. Good coverage by White. Closes fast. You know what? Gibbons is uh, getting paid as well. It yep. makes a perfect straight arm. Right as White goes to extend his hands, make the tackle, Gibbons' hands plants his hand right in the helmet, right in the middle, and pushes away, creates separate. Kind of like a James Wilder straight arm. It was perfect. And uh, it's enough to get, allow him to get the first down. You don't want to have a lot of tackles if you're a DB because guys are catching the ball on you. In his first game, four games, Mitchell White had five tackles. Back to pass. Green set up to Harris. He's going to take it at midfield. Check that. That's Gibbons who came from the slot on the far side and will get across midfield out of the 51, very close to the first down. He may be half a football short. Well-executed receiver screen. A little play action with Harris in the backfield as Nichols turns around and throws it to Givens on his left. Givens does a good job of uh, making the first-person mix miss and falls forward close to a first down for the Blue Bombers. See if they get aggressive here. Paul Lapolice, a couple of times here in Toronto, was the offensive coordinator, but they're going to get conservative here and will fall forward for the first down. As Nichols stayed in, they didn't even bring in Lefevre. And it will be a first down, Winnipeg down to the 50 on the final play of quarter number three. So now the Argos get the wind in quarter number four, trailing by five. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050.